This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are absolutely delighted to welcome on our number 10 midfield maestro, <coughs> Cook. Callum, welcome to HFC chat. We're going to start with five quick fire, non-serious questions before actually getting into it. So just see this as a warm up for the main questions. It's kind of like the overlap, quick fire questions, but much better. And uh, there's yep. 20 to work through. So let's get into it. First up, a nice and easy one. Who has got the best and who has got the worst crack in the dressing room? <clears throat> um, good question actually you know what I think all the boys have got got a bit about them and that's one of the good things about this year but best crack uh, probably have to say me, me Mac and friends uh, Fergie uh, I look after Fergie so I'd probably say he's got the best crack although there could have been a few um, worst crack uh, probably Jay Casey <laughs> well we seen the video that come out the other day about the uh, ping pong ball across the table, and there was quite a few references um, to golf in that. So our next question is, we've noticed that quite a few of the lads seem keen on the golf, but who thinks they're good, but they're actually the worst? Oh, there's a few contenders for that one. Um, again, Jay Casey, <laughs> played with him <laughs> once. Um, well, I haven't played with him for a while. I normally play at the minutes with uh, with Tom Crawford and Joe Gray. Um, and Joe thinks he's got a bit. Um, he does normally strike it really well, but when he gets on the the green, his his backside falls out. So uh, probably have to put his his name forward down for that one. Although he'll be he'll if he sees this, he'll probably say it's me. But no, it's definitely him. Sam Richie's has asked tomato or brown sauce on a bacon butty. Bacon butty, it's got to be red sauce, but I will give him brown sauce on a sausage butty. I'm a wee red sauce all the way. Who would, you not, who would you not want a room with on an away day? Easy, Oliver Finney. And I'll tell you why. The worst snorer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's not what you want when you're uh, prepping for a big game either. So hopefully you'll keep quiet on uh, on Friday night when we're heading down to Barnum. Fingers crossed, uh, absolutely. Uh, so the final question is kind of quite personal to you. Do you have any pre-match rituals that are special or you've carried throughout your career? 
Uh, no, to be honest, I see these questions come up, not obviously just to myself, like every footballer, but no, to be honest, I don't really have any. I'm trying to, um, I mean, what I normally try and do is be as light as possible for a game. So I don't know if it's a ritual or anything, but I normally just have a bowl of porridge before a game. Um, nothing too major, but yeah, probably a bowl of porridge before every game nowadays. So, yeah. It's always interesting to hear what different players like to, you know, have before a game and what they go through, whether that's listening to certain music, putting your boots on. But that's quite interesting to hear about, you know, being light before a game and and how that affects your performance. You know, it probably different players will like to perhaps eat more and and some will be the complete opposite to that. Uh, Yeah. Do you think it has an actual impact? Do you think you feel, you know, fresher when you haven't eaten as much? Uh, I don't know. It's probably all in my head, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've tried a few things um, over the last couple of months and years, and for me, that just that one seems to work. Um, like you say, it's probably in my head in the sense of what it actually is. But yeah, just going on the pitch, feeling light, it gives me a little bit more confidence. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know lads. Obviously, I don't know. Put the left shin pad in first. That's one that you normally hear quite a lot. But in terms of me, I'd probably just say, yeah, bowl of porridge. <laughs> Interesting. So to the more kind of serious questions now, I think a sensible place to start would be what actually attracted you to the club in the first place, signing for Pools? Um, well, they moved heaven on earth to, to sign me. Um, and when a club, I mean, I had a few off, op, few options on the table and offers. Um, there was a few down south. Um, etc. But the club really showed a, a real interest to, to get it done. Obviously, I waited it out. I didn't come in straight away um, when the lads first returned back for pre-season. Like, I missed the Portugal trip last summer. Um, and I was just sort of biding my time. But, yeah, they made a really good offer to me and the agent and I, I couldn't really turn it down. Um, obviously, to be back in the northeast as well, um, it's it's nice to be home and surrounded by my family and friends as well. Um, and I just felt it was the right time to come home. But obviously, from a footballing point of view, I know obviously we're speaking in the past now, but the the expectation was was not to be where we ended up. It was to be nowhere near where we ended up. Um, and that's something that attracted me as well, because as I've said before, if I had known what it what would what the outcome would have been back then? I would never have come. Um, but it's one of them things. It's like I said, the expectation was there at the start. Now, obviously, that didn't didn't happen. Um, we fell short in that regard. But yeah, um, it was just obviously it was just nice to get back in the northeast and represent the northeast club for once. I know you've touched on it there, and it's probably quite different for every footballer. But again, do you feel? much more confident when you're playing football and you're surrounded by your family and the people that you know best? Does that impact your game more positive? Probably not, if I'm honest. There's probably a little bit more added pressure because all your friends are coming, all your family, you know. Um, I have represented the likes of uh, as far south as Peterborough um, and obviously you don't really, because it's like three, four hours away, you don't really get many people coming down to see you so you don't have that added extra pressure. Um, so it can work in reverse. Um, like I said, obviously the, the added pressure of me family and friends coming, like a lot of people as well. But I'm not really one who feels that sort of pressure in in, in that regard. I like to just get get on with it. Um, it's like sitting around in the change room waiting to go out for the warm up. 
I get itchy feet. I hate it. I just want to get out and do my stuff, you know. But um, yeah. So following on from that, Tommy White asked, what have you made of the Pools fans since you signed last year? And are there any particular moments that stand out for you? I mean, I'm sure you get asked this question quite a lot about Pools fans and there's always that pressure to be like, oh yeah, you know, when you sign, oh, the fans are fantastic, all that type of thing. But in your honest opinion, you know, what, what do you think about the support, the fan base? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, no, the, the fans are brilliant. Um, I know obviously everybody comes on and says that, but they generally are. Um as you've touched on there, there's been a few occasions last season um, that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, obviously, the Rochdale one boxing day. Obviously, from my personal point of view, scoring the goal and running over and celebrating in front of them, that for me was like, it was just, yeah, I can't really put it in words. It's one of them things as a footballer. Um, scoring a goal is is probably the best thing to do. And obviously, that, that euphoria of the moment and, I sort of got lost in it um, and obviously all the lads coming over and we were celebrating in front of the fans. It sounds cliche, but it's like what fairy tales are like, you know. Um, and then obviously, I know obviously our fate was sealed this moment in time, but uh, at that moment in time, sorry, but the Stockport game, the last game of the season as well. <coughs> obviously, it was a similar um, setup in, in the sense of scoring and running straight over to the fans. Um and yeah, that was another really good moment to to mix with the fans and stuff. And like, I know we were already down and it was sort of a game that you were just going through the motions and stuff. But at the end of the day, the fans pay their hard-earned money to, to come and watch us. So for me, obviously, celebrating. In normal circumstances, I probably wouldn't have gotten that carried away because of obviously what had happened and stuff. But like I said, I just scored a goal. Um, the fans had travelled in good numbers um, and obviously to just get involved with the fans I think that's sort of gone out the window a little bit in, in modern day football mingling with fans and stuff so if I can and try and bring it back as much as I can then I will you know football, footballers are getting sort of um, isolated from the fans as such not not too bad but you know what I mean from like I don't know 80s 90s where you were going out drinking before the game and stuff like obviously that doesn't happen nowadays but um, in that respect like the football sort of we've grown further away from the fans so anything to try and get that connection back um, I'll always be like at the forefront of that but uh, no it was a few good few good moments last year um, and I know wasn't really a good one in terms of the euphoria of the like the Rochdale game, but another game that springs to mind because it was absolutely freezing cold, and it was literally the other end of the country was the Crawley game where there was like three hundred fans there. And right, okay, it doesn't sound a lot, but when you factor in all the circumstances of that night where the, the game could have potentially been called off, it's it's a credit to the club, you know, and you're literally talking a a twelve hour round trip, so. Their credit to the club, the fans, um, and hopefully we're going to show the fans with our attack and football this year, and hopefully bounce back the first time of asking because, and I'll probably ask, I'll probably be answering a, a question in itself for you, but that is obviously the aim to get straight back to the AFL. I honestly, honestly hope you are right. But moving on, it was obviously a bad spell under Paul Hartley. <laughs> what would you put this down to? Do you think there was any major reasons that you could pinpoint? <clears throat> uh, 
you know what it is with Paul Hartley from a personal point of view. I got on really well. Um, I got on really well with him. Him and uh, Gordon um, is, is is number two. But from a collective point of view, <clears throat> I'd probably just say maybe after obviously the first five six games where we hadn't won, maybe the confidence started to get sucked out of us a little bit. But we obviously didn't have the best of pre season in the sense of. Um, I know I wasn't in at this moment in time, but obviously I heard all the stories and stuff. I think the first game was against Hibernian in Portugal and lads were asking, they were asking the lads to do 90 minutes, which is, it's quite dangerous to be honest with you. Um, first game back, first week or two back, should never have happened, but that was the situation we found ourselves in as a club. Um, and we just had to get, well, I'm speaking on, beta- on behalf of me when I was, obviously wasn't there, but the lads, they just had to get on with it, you know. Um, but yeah, you could probably put it down to fitness levels because, I mean, after 60 minutes for the first couple of games, I thought we just blew up. So you can maybe look at the f- fitness levels to start with. And then obviously when you don't win football games and you're getting beat, especially on the opening day, you're getting thumb 4-0, it, it just sucks the life out of you and the confidence out of you. So probably say you'd start with the fitness levels and then obviously the confidence levels just went and then obviously once they go, it's very hard to get back. So obviously the, the club made a move to obviously to, to change management and yeah, that's obviously what happened in the end. <clears throat> the next question is more personal. Um, if you are not providing on a match day, we all see you getting in the right areas for a goal scoring opportunity. Are you looking to add a few more goals to your tally this season away mm-hmm. from set pieces? Absolutely. That's one thing I always get grilled about with me, with my dad especially. He said, you've got to add more goals again, being that attacking-minded player. Because um, I'll always create chances, you know. I'll always try and team my teammates up because that's my game. I'm more of an assister. And I think we stats back that up last year when I've seen. Um, but definitely from my point of view, in terms of goals, I definitely need to contribute more and judging off uh, going off pre-season I've been getting in the right areas and I just need to sharpen up in the box in terms of my actual finishing but I've been working on it and uh, I'm hoping that I've saved the goals for the for the campaign Fingers crossed and continuing with that theme of goals and I know you've touched on how special it was scoring at Rochdale but Dougie has asked whether you can perhaps talk us through that mint celebration that you did at Bradford away last season when you went over to that corner Uh. Yeah, um, obviously it's one of the old clubs. Um, I got sort of lost in the moment. I didn't want to celebrate because uh, <clears throat> the fans there is like Hartlepool. I really connected with the fans there, and, and they loved us as well. And as soon as I nestled, I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." Um, but I just got lost in the moment, um, especially because we had a corner a few. A few moments before I scored in in front of the cop at, at Bradford's, I got a really good reception. Um, I pretty much the full cop got up and clapped us, and I didn't expect it to be honest. I know I was thought of well by the fans there, but I didn't expect that. So when I knee knee slid, um, and then pointed the name at the back, I just yeah, I just got lost in the moment. But then I sort of put my hands up and say, "Listen, it's not for you, you guys. Yous were brilliant and stuff." But yeah, it's just one of them things you get lost in the moment and. Yeah, so be it. I was obviously representing Hartley Pearl on the day and I was absolutely buzzing to score. But at the same time, I was trying to show, show my respect for the Bradford fans because they were absolutely fantastic for me personally when I when I had me spell at Bradford. Yeah, I fully rate that from yourself, actually, because I know all of us in the pool's end, 
we've seen you doing that celebration and we're talking about half time, talking about it for weeks after saying how unreal it was. And we just thought like, oh, that's class, you know, he's giving it a bit back there. But it's really interesting to see that. And I think <laughs> it speaks a lot about you as an individual, you know, having that kind of awareness of, you know, the past club and how they've treated you and the fans that have treated you. And I think, you know, you also said it in a previous answer about building that relationship with fans and, and how important that is to <laughs> I know Dav will agree and people who will be listening to this. It's so refreshing to hear because I think you, you know, you obviously joined in what is a very difficult, was a very difficult season for us when perhaps the fans and the players at times and the club were quite fragmented and not as united as they have been in the past. So to hear, you know, you speak like that, it really does resonate with us. Um, and Isaac Bird has asked us, what is your favourite goal that you've scored for Pulse so far? <clears throat> favorite goal. Um, pro- it's got to be the Rochdale one in terms of obviously from a collective point of view. We we got the three points that day. Obviously, my goal sealed that. Um, and just yeah, it was one of them where as soon as it left me foot, I knew it was going in. There was a uh, funny moment before actually. Jamie Sterry, uh, Stairs, one of my good friends at the club at the time, he was trying to take it off me, and I said, Stairs, listen. Um, it was Rich O'Donnell in goal. I'm really close to Rich from uh, previous clubs, and I said, "Listen, I just feel, I just feel it. Like, just give me the ball. I'm going to score here." And yeah, I can remember him walking off, saying, "Right, well, you better score, mind." And uh, I was like, "All right, bloody hell, I've got a bit of pressure on us now." <laughs> but uh, to be fair, as soon as I put the ball down, I knew as soon as it left me foot as well where it was going, and uh, I thankfully caught it sweet as a nut and obviously went in the top corner. Um, obviously, give Rich a bit of stick after the game about it, like just obviously a bit of banter. But uh, yeah, in terms of my favourite goal, it's, it's definitely got to be that. Although, from so from that game as well, obviously the last game of the season against Stockport as well was was probably a little bit of a special one as well because obviously we all know Nicky Feverson is with us as well and I was really close to him at the club, um, really close as well. So, in terms of that was a great finish as well, but to be set up from a, a club legend, um, signing off in that way as he did, um, I know we didn't get the three points. Obviously, I know we were already relegated, but in terms of to show some back to him, it was nice for him to sign off with a little contribution and an assist for my goal. So, yeah, two goals that stand out, but I'd probably say my favourite one's definitely the Rochdale one. Honestly, I mean, we were both there when we Jack absolute carnage around us, and I actually believe somebody dislocated the knee. Did they not? Someone did, yeah, they did. The uh, one of the lads a few rows behind us dislocated his knee when we we're celebrating. Um, wow, he's done that. <laughs> so I've seen him tweet about that. Yeah, but you bang on, Davo. But actually, you say that about the dislocated knee. I, I don't know how I didn't dislocate the shoulder. I think it was Fergie at the time jumping all over, was riding us all over. I'm thinking, bloody hell, what's going on here? <laughs> Honestly, carnage all over. If there was one player that you enjoy playing with the most, both away. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Pearls and Junior Talent Pearls, who would they be? <clears throat> so, in terms of where from Pearls, does that mean anybody I've played with at previous clubs? Yeah. Right. Uh, <clears throat> previous clubs, I'd probably say I had a really good connection with Andy Cook at Bradford. Um, yeah. Um, I could go on to like who I play with at like a national level, like England Showboys and stuff, but we'll keep it at club level. So I'd probably say Andy Cook. Um, similar situation to Hartlepool last year, we found ourselves at the wrong end of the table and me and him sort of dragged our our team at the time away from the zone and I was chipping in with a lot of assists and it was mainly for him scoring the goals and as soon as he gets a chance in the box I wouldn't have anybody else on on a in front of the ball to, to finish the, the, the chance. You know he's that prolific. Um and obviously you've seen it last year against us. I think he scored four goals in two games against us and I, <clears throat> I said to the lads before the game just don't give him a sniff in the box. Um I know it's easier said than done but yeah, I mean, his second goal against us at Valley Parade last year was an absolute peach. Um, I still think mine was better in the game, like, but uh, <laughs> yeah, in terms of who I've played with away from Hartley, I'd probably say Andy Koo because you just know as soon as he gets a sniff in the box, it's going to be a goal. In terms of with pools, um, it depends because there's lads there now who were there last year who are. I really rate and I get on really well with and who are really good players. But um, probably just because he's such a calming figure and a calming influence on and off the ball and he'll take it any any position on the pitch, a bit similar to me, is I'd probably say Nicky Featherston. Um, just uh, when the going gets tough, he's somebody who'll take it on anywhere, um, anywhere on the pitch with two, three men behind him, you know. He, do, he doesn't... He's not bothered by that and he's not fazed by that and he's just a real calm and composed footballer and he is a really good footballer. Um, I mean, you don't play that many games without obviously being a good footballer, you know, so he's had a very good career and obviously I wish him I wish him really well in the next chapter of that. I mean, you mentioned Nicky Featherston there. Obviously, last week mm-hmm. he announced he was leaving the club after an incredible nine years service. How much will you not only miss playing with him, but also off the pitch and what he brought in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> in terms of playing with him, like like I've just touched on there, he was a real calm and composed footballer and you can't buy last, you've either got it or you haven't. And I think from the stands, it was pretty obvious. Like <clears throat> when I had my injury last year and I was watching the games, you, you can just tell who's like cutting above and... He's one of them players, and we've still got players like that. I could go in and name like Davy Ferguson, your Dan Dodds of the world, like the really good players and stuff. And and in in yeah, but in terms of obviously that real calm and composed footballer, I'd probably say yeah, Nick, Nick he's going to be a big miss, and I really enjoy playing with him because I know that he would be that one who's behind us tidying up and getting on the ball to, to start the moves. And he would always be looking for me in the pockets where I'm really effective in hurting teams. And he would always be wanting to try and get the ball um, to me type thing, even though um, 
obviously there's other players that will do that for me as well. But he was the one who was always trying to start the attacks and look for me in them pockets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss playing with him because um, he's a really good footballer. But I'm sure he won't be short of offers because he's a fantastic player. Yeah. I know you mentioned there about the injury that you had last season. And if you are willing to just perhaps touch on that and how difficult it was for you, obviously we were really struggling on a pitch. We were missing you as a as a player and an influential player. I mean, how tough was that for you, not being able to impact anything? Well, it was obviously being injured as a footballer's part and parcel of it, you know, but um, it gets no easier. And in terms of this one that I had, it was... The way the physio described it, I'll never forget the phone call I had. I missed the Gillingham away game. Um, <clears throat> and we obviously got beat 2-0 and I was chomping at the bit to play. I was kicking every ball from home and stuff. And I got a phone call after the game from the physio telling me my, my scan results on my ankle. And he was basically saying, that's your season pretty much done. And I was thinking, hold on a minute, I'm in no pain whatsoever. I'm, it's just a little bit sore now and then. Um. Yeah, I'm obviously not going into the injury because that's got to be kept uh, private. But yeah, in terms of time scales, it was looking like my season was going to be done, which I was just bizarre because I wasn't really in a position where I was really hurt. And it was just a bit more achy than anything else. But yeah, I was obviously working really hard in the gym and I was trying to get back earlier than what I did. I was honestly a good ask the physio, Carl. He was. He was probably sick of us in the end. I was absolutely banging his door down saying, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm fit. But he was holding us, not holding us back, he was looking after us. He Obviously, I'm a footballer. I want to be out helping my teammates, especially the the run we were going through. So I was obviously trying to get back as soon as possible. But obviously, he was trying to look after us and I was probably doing his head in. But um, I sort of won in, in the sense of, he probably would have liked it to have been a, a three-month injury minimum. Um, but I got back around the eight-week mark, two-month mark. And obviously, to, to get back against Tranmere and to, to get on the score sheet, um, I, I just said to him after the game, I said, thank you, basically, for putting your trust in us. Because I said, there's, you can treat the scan and then you can treat me symptom-wise on a daily basis. And he sort of had to go against what he's been Torching in terms of like you've got to be careful, you've got to do this, that, blah, blah, blah. And he, he really did push us on because I was pushing him to get back as soon as possible. And like I said, I just had to say it him after the game, thank you very much for putting your trust in us. Because I always said if I couldn't do it, I'll be the first to put my hands up and say, right, I'm no good because I'd be no good to anyone um, fighting an injury and playing and stuff. So, yeah, I just had to say thank you to him after the game and obviously after getting back, it was just nice to get back in the team and a run of games and obviously at one point it looked like we were going to do the great escape but obviously it wasn't to be um, so yeah obviously now we have to just put that right this year and hopefully bounce straight back. Fingers crossed and you know from quite something quite deep and serious in that question that we've just asked and we've seen you interact with this on Twitter hence why we've left it in the questions we're going to ask I think I know what's coming up here I think you know what's coming but Mickey Campbell has asked oh. <laughs> do you believe we can make the same comeback this year as your hairline did well if, it, if we have a season like my hairline the comeback it's made I tell you what we'll be champions by Christmas like I said on Twitter <laughs> unbelievable isn't this what do you reckon lads incredible yeah, it, it is. I like you've uh, ever had it done. It just looks like you know, 
Well, I, I need to try and get in touch with uh, Google, like, because them pre-season photos last year aren't doing us any favours, Alex. <laughs> there's some there's some proper stinkers. Like, I know my good friend Ellis, obviously, it's something last night we were talking about us. Because uh, I know on the Sunderland lads, Patrick Robertson, I was speaking to him before the game as well, and he was giving us a bit of grief about us. But I love it, you know, when he was just saying, oh, you should have seen it last year. And I was like, oh, I... and he got a, he got the photo up um, from last year where it's just, yeah, it's, it's horrendous, isn't it? But it's just one of them things you just have to bide your time with, isn't it? Obviously, well, I'm, slow. I'm not being funny, Callum. You probably inspired me. Dad, he needs one. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he listens to this and he hears what you're saying. He might go. Well, if you want the number, I've got it on speed, Dale, so I'll be happy to send it over. <laughs> Will, I'll let him know. Fantastic. Champion. Brilliant. The last few questions do revolve around this season. Firstly, what convinced you to stay at Pools in the National League? <clears throat> um, well, being honest, being open and honest, I did have interest to leave. Um, but the club didn't want to let us go, from what I understand, from what I was told, and the club want to push to get back and you're not going to get anywhere selling like your, your, your better players and stuff. And um, yeah, obviously I wanted to stay in the AFL, but at the same time, I'm a party girl employee. And if they want to keep me and if they say I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. It's it's as simple as that. Um, like I said, I did have um, interest elsewhere, but I think the club sort of shut that down and obviously basically said he's not for sale type thing. So I just had to get on with it. I'll, I'll make no secrets. I did want to stay in the AFL, but at the same time, we've made some good signings. I've liked, I've really enjoyed working, obviously, with the gaffer last year, and I did want to stick around at, at the same time because I do believe we've got a really good chance of bouncing straight back. Um, obviously, pre-season's gone really well. We've, we've done really well. We've scored a lot of goals. We look really good going forward. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a hearty Pearl employee and, and obviously they had the final say in the matter. I mean, I think I speak on behalf of Pearl's fans when I say we're all happy <laughs> that you're still here and hopefully we can kick on and we can get back into the Football League at the first time of asking. Which signing has impressed you the most in pre-season? If you can <laughs> down to one, brilliant. If not, then feel free to say however many you want to say. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I can't really pick one, even though the likes are, I don't know, Anton Mancini, he's done really well. Um, but, you know, there's, <clears throat> they're not going to get the credits, but like even going back from the, to the to the back line, the defenders, the keepers, the keepers in particular, um, Joel and, and Pete, we've got competition there now, which we maybe didn't have last year, um, even though we obviously had Ben Killer and, and Big Yak, who in the end were, were two really good goalkeepers as well. Um, but obviously, we used guys won't see it, but in training, Pete and Joel have been on fire. Um, they've been doing really well. Um, so I know obviously you don't see that side of it, but from the back line, from the goalkeepers, they've done really well. Obviously, Manny, um, the centre-half, he's done really well. Like I touched on Ant, um, and obviously Big Manny, the striker. Every, every lad that's come in, I think, has improved us and improved us dramatically. And it makes a difference, you know. I think you've seen that in pre-season. Um, so yeah, I can't really nail it down to one lads in particular. I I just say across the board, I feel like we're a lot stronger than last year, and I think it's going to stand us in good stead. Touched on pre-season, and I think one thing 
we've just put out another episode before recording this with you, Callum, and we were talking about how impressed we were, especially against Sunderland, with the intensity that we played with. It was absolutely second to none. And, you know, we were just at them all the time. And a lot of the goals came from <coughs> us enforcing and putting the mistakes onto them and, and, you know, from our good work. And it's no secret that John Askey's really honed in on making sure the lads are at the physical peak. And, you know, we've seen content out of Scotland about all the running <coughs> and all that type of stuff. I mean, how different is it? Um, from last season's pre-season? <clears throat> well, I can't really compare the two pre-seasons because I've come in a bit late, didn't I? So, yeah, in, in that respect, I can't really say too much. But what I can tell you is I feel like we are a lot fitter. We are a lot sharper. It's just little things like the gaffer in, in Scotland, he, he let us have a night out and we worked our, our nuts off all week and he just said, lads, right, last night before we head home in the morning, Go enjoy yourselves. It's just little things like that that you don't understand. It makes such a massive difference getting everybody like that and and obviously bringing everybody closer and everybody together, you know, because there's always going to be little clicks in the changing room. But when you do things like that, you'll still have your little clicks, but everybody will still be in as one. And I just feel like that side of it this year is a lot better compared to last year. <clears throat> so... Got to give the gaffer a lot of credit for that. Obviously, letting us go out. Um, we were actually mingling with the staff because obviously they had a um, they come out and they were across the road with us, and, and we actually ended up meeting up with them in, in the in the pub we were at. And it was just just I remember looking around and just thinking like this. I've got a good feeling about this season in 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 that respect, in the sense of everybody's togetherness and everybody seems to be pulling in the same direction. Um, and like I said on the pitch, I think it showed we've been really, um, <clears throat> really energetic. Um, obviously, really sharp, being on the front foot. Some of the football we've played as well. I mean, last night is an example. We, sh- we should have scored more than what we did. A um, few chances from open play um, that I think of. And yeah, I mean, pre-season or not to score five goals and to round off pre-season is, is very good um, especially when the the season starts a few days in a few days time so yeah um, the gaffer has got to take a lot of credit for not just the gaffer sorry the gaffer and the staff have to take a lot of credit for obviously getting us ready um, getting us looking fit and sharp and in terms of on the ball we were never that was never really a question because we showed we can do it you know and like I said last night even from open play we were I thought we were carving something open um, with the through balls and stuff. Um, and yeah, from open play, we look a real threat. So I feel like we're going to be going to be a side to be reckoned with this year. I said the lads, we have to make um, our home games um, a priority to, to win. You know, we have to make uh, the suit direct the fortress. And if we get that right, and we, I think Swain said it a few weeks ago, you have to win on average Every five games, you have to win three games and that's normally good enough to get you there or it's going to be there or thereabouts. So if we try and maintain that record, like Swain said, then we should be, like I say, there or thereabouts. I mean, it's funny because you mentioned that, Jack, didn't you, in previous episodes? Like, when you compare that season under Chal, you know, we went up. One of the key things about it was, essentially, Victoria Park was fortuarised. You know, at the time, we had one of the best home records in the league and that was key yeah. to going up. So hopefully, like you say, we can replicate that this season. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but are you the type of individual who sets personal goals for this season? 
Um, yeah, I am. Um, and my personal goals this year is I've got to be in double figures for both goals and assists. Um, the gaffer wants me to, to add them numbers to my game as well. He's, he's basically saying, I don't want you messing about, you know, a half of the pitch. I want you where you're more effective and where you're hurting teams in the top half. Um, so he's trying to get us in them areas. And I think in pre-season, I've been creating chances. In, I, I remember the Middlesbrough game especially. I should have had two goals myself. On another day, I would have. Um, so, yeah, in that respect, I'm looking to be double figures for both goals and assists. And like I said, there's no reason why I can't do that. Finally then, Callum, one question we do have um, is, are there any like stadiums or places that you're looking forward to visiting this season? I know it's quite different National League. You know, some of the stadiums we'll be visiting, and no disrespect, aren't quite what we're used to. But is there anywhere apart from Wembley <laughs> and the obvious that you want to be visiting this season? <clears throat> Listen, I have to be brutally honest. Um, I hadn't really heard of many of the teams um, and I haven't really seen many of the stadiums. Um, but the, some, so there is some standouts. So um, in terms of obviously I haven't played at this level before and there's going to be a lot of teams where I'm going to where it's going to be my first time playing there. Um, and there is some more modern stadiums. So for instance, the York one. I'll probably say I'm looking forward to the York one or even the Gateshead one purely from the fact of um, obviously, we'll probably bring a soul out the ends and we'll be obviously singing singing our hearts out, won't we? The the poolies. So, in terms of the the more local games, um, they obviously jump out. Your Yorks, your Gateshead's, even the Halifax game. Um, <clears throat> probably looking forward to them just in terms of an atmosphere point of view. Um, the poolies will probably be in full voice. I have no doubt about that. So, uh, yeah probably looking forward to the, the more local games. Well, Callum, all that's left to say is we wish you all the best on a personal note, but also, you know, as a collective unit for the team for the season coming up, we really do appreciate not only your time, but the honesty in the way that you've talked. I know fans will appreciate that massively, including ourselves. And let's hope that we can get you back on in the future when we're celebrating a return to the EFL. Yeah, fingers crossed. You have me word. If we get promoted, I'll be straight back on with you, eh? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.